Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. Oh, welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. It is Monday the 13th of June. I am Monday the 13th of June's version of Pete Donaldson, uh, and I'm joined by yesterday's man, Sunday the 12th of June, Luke Moore. You right, mate? How you doing? What timeline are we on where you are today's man and I'm yesterday's man? You're right, um, actually, yeah. I, I very much represent... You're the future. Uh, ...human history. <laughs> no, you're not today. You're the future. I'm the future, yeah. I'm, I'm wearing, like, um, uh, self-tightening um, shoes... Um, yeah, got a hoverboard, self a self tightening um, chastity belt, <laughs> uh, like the man who complained about one of our shows, and then you did some investigation on him and worked out he liked to post pictures of himself uh, posing in a chastity cage he'd made himself. Correct. I mean, I do not generally kink shame. Uh, no, unless... so I've not got no problem with it. It's just it's, it was interesting, but though, isn't it? If you are being rude about me, I will kink shame <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> but if you are being rude about my, me... My kink is being rude about your kink. <laughs> I, I, just I want you to know, everyone, I've got some very, very strongly held personal principles and beliefs, but if you step one toe across that line, they go out the fucking window, and you are I'll dead kill to your me. kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Kaiser Soze. I'll kill my own family just to show I mean business. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, anyway, um, what's been going on, Lukey, man, in um, your life? I mean, you're well, currently in in hell, uh, building hell. You can't well, really speak about the building works happening in your house because the big boy builders are still in your house. Yeah, so, so you can't slate them. Well, one thing I've negotiated a ceasefire of an hour to record okay, some right. Luke and Pete show. 
Um, yeah, I'll have a little kick the, around. I went, I went in the, no the, world, the world's most pathetic adult man. Just went in there and went, excuse me, could you do some quiet work for an hour? Some quiet work. And he's do like, you have story time? What? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, I've, got, I've got to do a meeting and it'll be too noisy. And he just went, I'll go for lunch. <laughs> go for lunch then. Yeah, so he just went for lunch. <laughs> but he's a great guy. Um, so for those who, basically, which is everyone listening, who doesn't know that I'm having my uh, bathroom read at the moment, um, that is the, it's like the de- definition. I know it's a first world problem, but it's the definition of short-term pain for long-term gain. Long-term it is a gain. lot of short-term pain. Right. Like, How many bathrooms do you have in your house? Is, I've have got, you got one, and it's currently right. a bomb site. That is troubling. It's so how are you? Are you going to the gym for a, for a wash? Are you having a little, Here, little look at this piece. Bath? Can you see this in camera? That's a yeah. bottle of piss, mate. <laughs> You're it's pissing in. Really, it's not really. Pissing no. in they leave, they leave the, them out the window. They leave the toilet in, uh, apart from for I think one day where they change it out. But you've got to ask them to access your own toilet. That would be. Uh, yeah. you, and you're not an awkward man. Imagine if I had that situation. I'd be fucking. I'd, I'd, I'd no. go move house. I just walked in there, just doing a willy copter. <laughs> the universal <laughs> language of the willy copter. Uh, no, because because they're, they're um. So so I think one of the problems will come if you decide that you want to have. So the the absolute apotheosis of terrible situation would be if you've got one bathroom and within that bathroom you wanted to move the toilet to a different location in said bathroom. Then, oh, okay. then you'd be fucked because that is because that they've got to just move the. the I mean, the sewage pipe, is everything, the, and so is that the takes days, issue, isn't it? Right, so, okay. so with this, we're having the bar, the toilet put put in the same place. So actually, they can just leave it into the last minute and then yeah. and then fl- flip it over. So that's okay. The problem yeah. is obviously you've got absolutely you've got no running water in the bathroom, so you've got no shower, no yeah. bath, no sink or anything. So um, we're obviously having to do all the ablutions possible in the kitchen up to but stopping before it becomes unhygienic, and then. <laughs> Uh, let's just say I've started going to the gym again. <laughs> oh, look, you're, you start, you're going to go and get into shape. No, just going no, to use the shower. That's okay. for a shower. Yeah, 90 quid a month Africa. just to use that really shower. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's not ideal, but I mean, the guys doing it are great. A um, couple of Bulgarian fellows. Uh, very, very pleasingly, they're called Angel and Gabriel. Fantastic. How good is that? And they do the Lord's work of cleaning out your sump tank, cleaning Absolutely. out your, 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 your effluvia. They're do, they're That's doing, amazing. There's, there's something, and we've talked about this before. I think we talked about it when I had the roof done on the house. There's mm. something very, I think, almost magical mm. in witnessing two, two people coming in and basically smashing the absolute shit out of your room, but yeah. being so confident in themselves that what they're going to replace it with is much better, that they don't care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because the first bit, anyone could do that. You and I could do that in half an hour, right? Just take a sledgehammer to the bathroom. Great. Probably be a lot of fun. But what's mm. coming after? Probably <laughs> something terrible. Just a lot, just, just a lot of wallpaper. Let's yeah. just cover the whole room in I wallpaper. Could, I could imagine me coming in and going, and be going, let me finish the bathroom. And it's like, these are just, that's not that's not a sink. That's just a hole. <laughs> it's but a the water just disappears. Who, it's where, a cool who knows where it Chinese goes? toilet. It's a cool Japanese toilet where it's like, you know, you sit. You sit on the floor. It's good for your digestion. It's good for pooping. Apparently, squatting is the very best way to do the old poopies, isn't it? Yeah, but I would just overbalance constantly and just find myself with my bum wedged in, in, into a yeah into my own poo. And my, my, <laughs> <laughs> my knees aren't allowing for that. No, true. I can't yeah. even do the Bielsa squat for more than five seconds. <laughs> About a, a week ago, I uh, went in goal for the Jubilee uh, celebrations in my oh, street. Oh yeah, I remember you saying uh, I, 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 I put a, qu- a queen mask on. 
uh, and did a penalty shootout. And I only took, I nearly took about twenty penalties at me, all the kids in in, in the area, and uh, that's I'm I was in bits. Sorry, <laughs> all the kids in the area. Did you, all the did, kids, kids in my area, yeah. Did you commit that's to that? Because. I will save a penalty from every kid in this area. I will, I will take on, and I'll be dressed as the Queen, and I won't be able to see the... I'll tell you what, kids in Essex uh, are really good at football. It's a big shout. Yeah, I'm not you I, mean. And, and I'm not a man to do big shouts, like uh, Mark Haynes on uh, the Excellent Stack podcast. Uh, Wrestle Me reckons that Americans don't text, uh, and, and I call... And I don't okay. generally that call That is absolute ones. fucking nonsense. I know. I know, and I called him and, and I, I said, like Mark, Mark, that's insane. That is insane. You're a learned man. You're a well, comedy One thing that is interesting about that type of thing, Pete, sorry to cut in, but is that um, generally speaking, in my experience, Americans don't like using WhatsApp, which is quite quite surprising. Oh, right, okay. They're, they're big iMessage guys. Okay, they're team iMessage, yeah. But but I can't, now I've joined the Android uh, uh, mega, mega Super Race, uh, how like I just sometimes don't get messages from from um, iPhoneers, and then I'll open my old phone uh, to uh, get some antiquated apps that, I, that, that for some reason isn't aren't on Android, and uh, I'll just have loads of messages on iMessage like saying happy birthday, Pete. <laughs> it's like, oh, mate, I'm really <laughs> yeah. sorry, I didn't get back to you. Love yeah, I, I think that's my experience of my American family on WhatsApp. You send them a WhatsApp. You ain't getting a reply for like six months. I, I, I sent a, I sent a, um, a birthday message on, on WhatsApp to my sister-in-law um, in the first half of the year, and I mm. got a reply, oh, I think, around November because she looked at WhatsApp because it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> so like, that's, that's the kind of level you're looking at. That is so um, But when you said that you saved a penalty from every kid in Essex, mm. um, did you? what was your kind of percentage save ratio, do you reckon? Because I saw the picture and the goal was, was like a hockey goal, right? It's quite small. It was, yeah. It, was, yeah, it, it, it didn't favour the, the penalty taker, I don't think. Uh, I, I started letting them in after a while. I've made oh, come on. That's, that's it, bullshit. Come on. I just, well, it just, you know, I just want to, I want them to have those great memories of smashing a ball <laughs> past um, the, the Queen of England. The Queen of England. <laughs> The 96-year-old Queen of England. 90, yeah, 96. Would she have done a better job and goal at 96 than you did? I don't know. It's my second. I, I, I said to Sarah, I said, you better have got my second save on, on tape because that was magnificent. How old was the kid taking it? Oh, he's about 10. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of you taking it really seriously, like competitively. Like not, I, got no. my, I, went out, I went to get my gloves. <laughs> you, started, you started in the run-up. No, retake. <laughs> and uh, did you make sure that every single kid got a go so if there was like say a, a family at number 97 that didn't come out you knocked on their door and said look I know for a fact you've got an 8 year old boy he's Bring taking your daughter a to the today. slaughter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on dude take a penalty take me up pe- debate me debate me <laughs> yeah I'm crying out loud did you oh, yeah, um, yeah, so did, were you happy with your performance or not happy with my performance all weekend I was uh, I started Pissed. the weekend in on, on Saturday on a uh, in a uh, in a O'Neill's in Chinatown, yeah, <laughs> and then continued with my jubilee, my own jubilee celebrations, <laughs> um, uh, by yeah, getting some uh, penalties absolutely lamped at me. I, I, I've started playing football, Luke. Up, uh, you know, this isn't the football ramble, and to be in honest, this wouldn't fit in sit, fit in the football ramble. I've started uh, playing a bit of football down at this kind of really uh, chintzy uh, kind of. Uh, it's called the Players Lounge in Billericay, and if anyone's familiar with that area. Um, you know, it's proper Essex. Uh, but th- basically, I've started playing in a five-a-side team where <laughs> every single last lad definitely was semi-pro at some point. <laughs> I've, it's funny you say this because I, I, I know exactly what you mean when it comes to that part of the country. 
Like, do you not think everyone's a, who's that fellow who won Fame Academy or X Factor, and he always plays in the old uh, in the old um, uh, soccer nation thing on ITV? What is it? Where you, where you, soccer, soccer right? Yeah, they, 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 they're like who's, I can't remember oh, his name Mers. though. Ollie Murs. Yeah. Everyone's a bit Ollie Murs. Everyone looks a bit like they they were in a boy band, and they all definitely played semi pro at some point. Essex is just a place where every lad knows how to play football really well, in my opinion. No, I think you're right, and he, he's definitely from Essex. So that makes. I'll tell you who else is from Essex. Big Pav, right? Big Pav. He's, he's from Leon C. He's from yeah. near where you are. Yeah. And um, he um, he and all his mates are all brilliant at football. It's mad. It's, yeah. What's that about? Why are they all? Is it because there's just so many kind of London clubs that they can all kind of like you know, they, they stay around the area and, and, and try and get their place but in. I, I know exactly what you mean I was saying this because I went um, I went away for a just to because obviously because we're having this bloody bathroom done mm. and um, we got to the, it's taken ages we got to the end of a tether about it so we just went away for a weekend just to go to have somewhere where you could have a working shower for a weekend <laughs> and we went up to a hotel up in Hertfordshire actually not far from where you used to live um, yeah. and um up in um, near, um... actually, no, you were in Bucks, weren't you? Not in Hertfordshire, sorry. Um, no, I wasn't Hertfordshire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, so anyway, um, and I feel the same about kind of Hertfordshire. I don't know why, but I used to play mm. football at uni with a couple of guys from Hertfordshire. They were brilliant. And then we went. Um, at this hotel had like a it's, it had like a kids kind of soccer thing as well. Like a, what's it called? Like a soccer school type thing. Yeah. Now I know there's a bit of confirmation bias there because they're all like probably there because they're good. But like the standard was absolutely unbelievable. So I think yeah. there's a lot of weirdly. I think there's a kind of interesting substrata, not substrata, because that sounds like they're worse. You know what I mean? But like, a, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I don't want to get all Nazi about it. I'm not saying that they're, they're genetically inferior human beings. What I'm saying <laughs> is that there's there's a type of person from Essex and Hertfordshire, and the crossover is quite quite similar. They're all a bit kind of all right, mate. They're all love golf. They're all really good at football, <laughs> and they all dress the same, same haircuts, yeah. same yeah. way in a weird way. It's like an inversion of the really posh thing that we have in the, in, in England where the posh kids all dress the same, the Henley-type style, and mm. they've got the same floppy hair as well. It's like it's mm. weird how like people kind of get into these little groups, whereas you and I, Pete, we're renegades, so we're outlaws, well, baby. They smashed up the mould when they made us. They said yeah. this mold disgusted. is not good. Yeah, disgusted they were. <laughs> this is a disgusting which is weird. Which is weird given how many people look like you. Yeah, it's a good point actually. Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> how, how, I reckon what happened was they they made me. They smashed up the mold and said no, disgusting, mm. not again. They made you, but the mold escaped. Yeah, it it, it went. It found its way into like um, a, like a, a B grade market, like a kind of. <laughs> yeah. You know, like computer chips—they make loads of computer chips, and then if one isn't really operating as as suspected, it goes into the B grade bin, and uh, and and it, it it doesn't necessarily fire on all cylinders. There's there's massive issues with it, but it's good enough for emerging markets. You you're very much the Gianni sisters to the Super Mario Brothers, right? <laughs> Is this the first mention of the Gianni sisters, the great yeah. Gianni sisters on the uh, on game. the podcast? Great someone game. was doing someone was doing the World Cup of um of spectrum loading screens. <laughs> and uh and on twitter and and fuck me the um compared to how joyous and silly and, and playful the the uh dizzy games were do you remember dizzy on i love dizzy yeah i used to have oh, magic, magic, magic me dizzy, too, yeah. one, of, one of my favorites i forever drawn that little fucker uh on my on my exercise books um the how like how different the loading screens are it, like this is for Treasure Treasure Island Dizzy. Or, no, it's, it's yeah, Treasure Island Dizzy. I think when when he when he we find himself in, he's basically in this massive kind of like 
horrific scene, uh, uh, it, it, like all cast adrift in in some unlovable sea, and there's waves crashing, and he's like worried because he's just a big fucking egg with boxing gloves on, yeah. and he's gone ah, <laughs> and it, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, these crashing waves and the moon, and it looks so bloody tense. And then you get there, and there's you know just dizzy rocking around picking up coins. Yeah, and they've, and they've famously as well because he's an egg. Yeah. The last place he wants to be in is in the sea because if he's a good egg, he'll sink to the bottom and if he's a rotten egg, he'll float. So you want to be a rotten egg? Yeah, he's floating at that point, so maybe he was a big rotten egg. Maybe he's full of stinky gas. Very good point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea that they... Um, this is the thing about... I think we've kind of alluded to this in the past, but the whole idea, the kind of aesthetic of... And it's, and it's very much around the start of the internet as well, but around that kind of... Because like Treasure Island Disney would be like late 80s, right? Like 89, something like that. And yeah, uh, it, maybe a, bit, a little bit earlier, but yeah. Yeah, around that kind of area, right? That's when like video games were like properly exciting because like it was just like these kind of rogue Wild West type developers, right? Just doing their own thing. And the Oliver Twins. Well, do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, I, 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 my friend Jerry, a good friend of mine, he actually used to work at Capital, but I don't think you'd know him. He, um, he wrote a self-published book um, about all the best um, home video games of the 80s. Oh, I saw that, I saw that book. It was very, very nicely done. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really well done. Uh, he's got loads of money. I think he just likes doing it as a, as a hobby. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and, and it, it, when you read that book, you really get the idea that people are just doing stuff out of their own interest, pursuing their own interest. I remember interviewing the guy who invented um, Sensible Soccer. Yes. And it was clear that he was just like, uh, started out as a hobbyist, but he was just brilliant at it. And he's so, had like... He's had like uh, a good twenty-five years out of that game. <laughs> but I mean, good luck to him. Yeah, it was good. So, you know, and I, I, I played it. I, I used to like sort of the management mode, where you just sort of do season after season, and a season would only last about half an hour, and you just be smashing. Sensible World of Soccer was fucking great. It was cracking stuff. But, yeah, but, I they, but love they keep it. bringing it back, and they keep repackaging. In the same way that obviously you know, you know Top Gun's very popular at the moment, and it. it, 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 it oh, I saw that at the movies, by the way. I do, I do, I did too. Yeah, it's very good, isn't it? Quite good. Uh, you make your point, and I'll tell you. what Yeah, I was no, I'm doing. just saying, like yeah. you know, there's there's no new IP anymore. People in in, in the main, um, people are yeah. just focused on repackaging and our nostalgia and selling it back to us. It's what give it's what's given us Brexit, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> well, speaking speaking of yeah, speaking of that, um, God, I've got so many opinions on that. So on the Top Gun thing, um, I did like it. I felt like I was at the absolute limit of how much disbelief I could suspend. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like a theme park ride. It it was, and it and it, it you, you do kind of. It was just. I'm I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it when it was very much a republishing, a repurposing of 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 the of the original story. Really, wasn't it? It was very much they just they just did the, the original story again. Yeah, uh, but the of, first all, five minutes was like shot for shots the same. Yeah, yeah, it's wild, isn't it? That they got away yeah. with that, but it, but it's good, doing it? You go yeah, and, and, ten G's. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ten G's. Yeah, I just feel, I just feel like none of it made any sense. <laughs> but the, but then but then the thing is, um, yeah, I know. As I said to you, I think a week or two ago, I know, um, kind of tangentially, probably at least at least tangentially, I probably know. I don't know ten pilots, and they all absolutely fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, pilot Neil is listening to this right now. We'll probably email in saying he thinks it's great because I suppose it's to a large part the people who are around our age that became pilots at least partly could, would that be because of Top Gun, right? Yeah. So they love it. Fair. And but then there are just preposterous moments in it where you just think, okay, 
Is this realistically something that... Because I understand it's it's a movie, right? So I, I totally get that, like, things are different because it's a movie and, you know, certain things that would never happen in real life do happen in probably every movie. I get that. Yeah. But, like, when you get into a stage where, you know, you're literally, you know, walking, no fucking... Completely unchallenged into, like, an enemy country's airbase and just stealing one of their planes, you kind of think, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some more procedural stuff involved in that. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's all very nice and vague uh, about. Yeah, they don't even say who the enemy country is because they can't. They, don't, I they never say the country. Back, back in, it's funny because like back in the eighties, and there's obviously loads of reasons for this. But like, for example, you watch like Rocky Four. Yeah, it's basically just a massive, a massive like bare face just dig at the Soviets. Yeah, and and bare faced. Yeah. <laughs> In the national, uh, but but but, national uh, but Pete, on, on the nostalgia thing you mentioned earlier, something that caught my eye um, uh, last week was: Do you see that um, Liam Gallagher did a load of, did, a, did a show at Nebworth? Yeah, again, just repackaging our our, our yeah. childhood and, and 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 selling it back to us. And and if you look Worse. at the well, the, 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 the thing that's really funny, I thought was really funny about it was that I read that um, because Liam Gallagher's son, whose name escapes me, loves that band fat white family right um, liam gallagher agreed to put them on to open the show okay yeah okay. and do you, do you know them the fat white white family they're kind of i, I don't really remember them to be honest no they're, they're around now they're yeah. like they're like a yeah they're like um a kind of punky south london almost like it's quite hard to explain but like um really kind of um dirty punk like like idols sort of thing. Yeah, but but much more yeah, like idols, but much more kind of grotty. Right. right? Okay. And um obviously <laughs> think of the audience who's gone to go and see Liam Gallagher. Yeah. Right. You are spot on. Whatever They're you're imagining right now, you're spot They're on. Purists. Right? They, they it's, love a guitar. It's bucket hats every other person, right? <laughs> Apparently Fat White Family came on and did like fifteen minutes of drone music <laughs> rolling around the floor screaming. And if you do if you do <laughs> and I don't know if it's still there, but when I found out about it last week, I did a Twitter search of Fat White Family and it is absolutely full of Liam Gallagher slash Oasis fans saying, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I cannot believe this is happening. At Liam Gallagher, get this lot off. Um, <laughs> the, the, ne- the next um, the next artist that came on after them, Michael Kiwanuka. So, yeah, so it was a long old festival. Then. A very coherent lineup. I think, yeah, I think they probably saw Michael Kiwanuka went, I prefer the first one. <laughs> yeah. I, knowing you, you, what mate, I know watch, about Oasis fans, if you watch a video of that fat white family performance, it's just the lead singer in a pair of flesh-coloured pants <laughs> rolling around on the floor of the stage, screaming with all this mm, mm, like drone music in the background. And apparently, it went on for absolutely fucking ages. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It makes That's me makes very me subversive. Want to hunt them out. I think the um, and that is subversion, isn't it? Because um, who else was one? There was a Casabian Ron, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, like so, I didn't realize it was a full-on. Who supported? Who supported Oasis back in the day in Nebworth Then who oh, played it was a couple the of nights when their Prodigy did it. I think Ocean Colour Scene were there. Charlton. Oh, okay, right. There are loads of loads of us. Because oh, what I happens see. is for those big kind of arena or, or what you'd call, I suppose, like yeah, it's like a festival, isn't it? Really, like they have to justify the ticket price and the fact yeah. that it's such a massive. Um, occasion they normally yeah. i mean the bands to cancel up pretty early like right. i'm going to see um nick cave in belgium in a couple of weeks yeah at this open air f- gig in um just outside brussels i think yeah and there's like five or six bands on before him so i think it's kind of a general thing they do on those types of events yeah um 
But anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, I just, I just thought I just thought it was funny. Um, the, um, I, I very much like the. Um, uh, I've been watching quite a lot of sort of fan cam footage of uh, Rammstein, 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 mm-hmm. Rammstein. Um, their uh, their 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 big uh, arena tour that they sort of um, shopped around uh, Europe. It, it, I mean, it is worth checking out how much work it takes to get such uh, an involved set up uh, like that. Oh, and yeah. It takes about a week to get this big fucking ornate, crazy kind of um, setup they've got with all the video screens and the... Because yeah. they do so much stuff on, on stage. It's like... Right. It's, it, every time like, you skip through the, through the gig, the lead singer would have blood on his face. He'd have a big pram. <laughs> with a baby in it he'd be doing other stuff there'd be sparks coming out of his tits all kinds of stuff happening and they really they don't take their fan base for granted they really do I mean they do incredible videos anyway but they really do put their um, put their best foot forward when it comes to um, their, their, their stage work it was like proper like the scale of what you'd sort of expect from someone like you too or, or, basically or, the or, stuff you want, always want us to do for a Ramble live show that we have to talk <laughs> you down from and compromise, yeah, yeah. somewhere. The, the um, but it's just that like it takes some six, seven days to actually put together in in, in a particular place, and then um, and then of course they'll be touring. So they must tour with two sets, basically. Two, uh, they do, two yeah. Setups, that, that, that's that's generally what happens. Like the the if you look into the if you take a time to look into the actual logistics of a massive band like that, yeah. Um, Iron Maiden's another one because they have loads of shit going on. Mm. Um, Metallica to an extent as well. They do. They have I think two traveling sets and it's a massive massive operation yeah which is why linking it back to the book i was reading i was reading slash's autobiography um i told you i think i told you about that which is why i think partly why guns and roses broke up the first time around because axel rose was such an absolute cunt about um being on stage on time mm. um over a period of time obviously people who do the live show for guns and roses that the the more kind of friendly members of the band so like izzy Duff and Slash would become pretty good friends with the whole road crew, right? Yeah. But, uh, but Axel Rose has always been a complete loner. He never spoke to anyone. and was completely kind of detached. He wouldn't come on stage till like three hours after they're supposed to come on. And that would obviously have its own problems because it would cause fucking rioting among fans and the rest of it. And it's obviously immensely disrespectful to the paying public. But the thing that those guys hated was the fact that it massively fucked over the crew. Yeah, because they couldn't get out. So what? So basically, the way Slash described it, it's just absolutely insane, right? So Axel Rose would go, would decide unilaterally to come on, say two hours late, which meant a they lost their fees for performing because they would go over the curfew, which meant <laughs> they'd get fined by the local authorities, right? Yeah. B every single person they worked with would hate them because they wouldn't be have to work all through the night. <laughs> C they'd call um they'd sometimes cause riots where people literally died. Yeah, and then they would get banned from the city and not be able to go back and play there again. And then we'll sit around Axel Rose going, "Can you just come on on time?" It's just like, like zero sum. Yeah, and he'd be like, "Nah." <laughs> and the, apparently, it came to a real head when they headlined. Um, they co-headlined with um, Metallica. And if you know right, about okay. this, when James Hetfield got um, James Hetfield, apparently he either missed his cue or something went wrong, and he got set fire to by a pyrotechnic. Right. Okay. And it burnt down the side of his face, down the side of his arm, um, and um, they had to go off. They couldn't carry on playing. Um, and so the road manager of Metallica went into the Guns N' Roses dress room and said, can you go on early because is it going to be another two-hour wait otherwise and the fans are going to go crazy? And they were like, yeah, fine, no worries. And Axel Rose refused. Right, okay. And so um, 
yeah, it, it just caused a massive fucking issue. So again, like me on the Ramble Tour, <laughs> they're like, they're, they're, they are like well-oiled machines when they work properly, right? These, yeah. Uh, speaking of Metallica, by the way, uh, I've got a great story. Um, I, I, I trailed it last week. Um, mm. Did you hear about that baby that was born during a Metallica show last month? Uh, I think I not really. I think I think I remember reading the headline, and the head. It's one of those news stories where the headline has everything in that I need. I don't need to read that piece. <laughs> well, basically, basically, um, but, well, I'm going to give you. The, I'm going to give you a quick pricey because I think give it's the interesting. Um, uh, a, a Metallica fan went to see them in. Um, I think it was in Brazil. Yeah, mm. I think it was in Brazil, and um, she was 38, sorry, 39 weeks pregnant. And as soon as um, they came on she started having contractions um right. and then um the baby was born it had to be born in a i think one of the dressing rooms because they couldn't get to hospital quick enough uh to the sound of enter sandman <laughs> and uh yeah it's fucking funny yeah and uh and so, the baby was axel rose yeah <laughs> i'm late yeah and, i'm early uh, I just thought to myself, you know that I think it's like an old Russian um, folk tale about Ivan the Terrible being born on the battlefield or something, right? And yeah. that's why he was such an amazing warrior. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of that kid just having having his destiny being like a, a world straddling fucking metal metal guitarist now because of his because uh, of his birth. He'll be really into Michael Kuwanuka. Guaranteed, <laughs> yeah. Michael yeah. Kuwanuka's biggest no, fan. At time of recording, no reports of any babies being born during the Fat White Family set. Um, no, we'll and, keep and if you, and if you um, d- didn't, we have a Luke and Pete baby. I seem to call i want to say that well listen case. i think i would remember that yeah now which one of us which one of us popped it out <laughs> who was speaking at the time probably be probably me the, I'm, the more, I'm the more i'm the more <laughs> feminine looking one uh let's um <laughs> let's have a break mate because we haven't done one and um rory will be so pissed off with us because oh he's on right. holiday this week and so um, the one time he goes on holiday what we're fool. now 25 minutes in and we haven't done a break so i thought we had done a break i was i was gonna close <laughs> down the show never mind that's why rory's around oh, um dear. we'll be back in a minute just after this don't go anywhere bye bye Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to the St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids 
in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. Hello again. It's the Luke and Pete Show. Don't Are you say having bye a baby just right a now? Break, because it sounds like you're not coming back. What do you mean? Well, I said goodbye. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but then they know we're coming back. They know we're coming. You don't hear the look at the famous Luke and Pete Show music, do you? True. They, oh, um, speaking of that, um, one thing we completely fucking forgot to mention that composer of the Luke and Pete Show theme tune and friend of the Ramble, the Luke and Pete Show, and Stack, Ben Bailey Smith, was doing the fucking Joe Lee. Yeah. He upset everyone. Put the wrong flag out, didn't he? What did he do? He, uh, I think during his performance, uh, the uh, they showed the Ireland flag rather than the Northern Ireland flag. I don't think Ben's... I mean, I, we know Ben pretty well. I don't think he'd have been responsible for ben that. Ben is responsible for everything that happened <laughs> yeah, in the Jubilee. Yeah, He's responsible for George Ezra, uh, singer-songwriter, uh, doing... He's got a single out at the moment that's like, yeah, fee far from foo far fee. You better have a party on the day that I die. Right, and yeah. it's about a girl who wants you to have a party on the day that you die. Um, which, if she's murdered, you're in the frame. If you're having a party, yeah, straight away, it's big trouble. Terrible. This, yeah. what's, what's George doing? He's having a party. Well, he's going in the dossier. I know he's that's, I know an that song because um, my American wife thinks it's amazing the way he sings it because it sounds like potty. Which is like what you say have to a kids. Party on the day yeah, yeah. Which is what you sounds like. Which is what you say to kids in America. Do you want to go potty? And <laughs> she she thought it was funny. Well, um, the uh, I think it, it, on on the actual performance, he had to not use the words "you better have a party on the day that I die" because we're almost certain that uh, the Queen is already deceased and she's a hologram. <laughs> yeah. Would you? Oh, yeah, would yeah. you? Um, would you like to have a hologram of yourself after you die? No, because I can't... Because then I I don't know... I, I know what people are doing with my body. But if there's a hologram, I don't want you fiddling with my bits. It's just you know. an image, isn't it? It's just an image. It's just an image, mate. If I try to tickle your nuts, my hand just goes straight through the image. Yeah, but, you know, like the, the uh, Native Americans say, it's like when you, when, you, when you become a hologram, it takes a bit of your soul with you, but in 3D. True, yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of that, why haven't we moved on from the famous Tupac hologram, which was like ten years ago now? Yeah, but I, I mean, short change. Let me get very upset about this. It's not. It's just not a true hologram. It's just. Oh, what? What hologram. is it then? Well, it, it's it's just a projection. Just, I mean, holograms are very different things. But, uh, it, but, but what I'm getting at is the same principle of, say, for example, man went man went to the moon in the sixties, right. And it's fifty-five years later, or whatever. We, nothing's nothing's got better than that. <laughs> and I think we should. I, I think we should feel shortchanged about that. And I talked about it on the Where's My Jetpack show, disappointment. And Sarah, my co-host on the, not my co-host, I was, I was very much her co-host. Let me make this very clear. Um, she was saying, "Oh yeah, because the working theory is that all the people who would have continued on in the space flight stuff, aside from the fact that you know the Cold War was over." Yeah. now, is that they all went into the internet because they all became fascinated by the internet. So she says that outer space essentially became inner space or it, or, or, or kind of, you know, cyberspace or whatever. Oh, I um, see, right. And um, the principle is the same with the two-pack non-hologram. If it's not a hologram, fair enough, but 10 years on, I should be able to see a Muhammad Ali fight by now, probably. 
Oh, what? In like, well, that's, isn't that what the metaverse is all about? Isn't that what that's well, about? We've talked about that and it's crap. <laughs> it's, it looks like, do you know what it looks like? The, the metaverse that we're all supposed to be really excited about, and fair enough, this could come back to haunt me, and it probably will because my predictions are generally terrible. It looks like the fucking loading screen for the Wii. Yeah, it's all it's all pretty poor. No one's got any legs. I, 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 I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of the future, to be quite frank. Absolute trash. Well, you're going to get in it. You're going to get there whether you like it or not, mate. I'm telling Indeed. you. Let's Indeed. do an email. Um, right. Let's squeeze an email in. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the email address. You guys keep emailing in. And we're very pleased to see that you're still out there and enjoying the show and, and sending us correspondence. Yeah, well, we've got we've got a couple of emails. I'll give you some subjects, Pete, and you can choose one. So we've got one here about motorcycles. <laughs> we've got one here about small town liars. Oh, let's have a small town liar, please. I, th- I thought you'd go for that Big one. fan of that. This is from Nathan. Hello to you, Nathan. Um... He says, after hearing the show uh, recently, um, I thought you'd like to hear about my own personal small town liar and what a liar he is. Um, When I worked behind the bar in my town, there was a bloke, let's call him Pete, rude, um, who loved to drunkenly bullshit. Uh, One night he told me he was a sniper in the Falklands War and uh, he worked in anti-terrorism in Manchester when the IRA were big. Yeah. Um, Another time, shortly after his divorce... He claimed his neighbour posted a letter through his door detailing how attractive he was and that he could pop round any time he liked. She was apparently too shy to tell him in person. <laughs> um, <laughs> the coup de grace, though, is the time that he allegedly sang the drugs don't work on karaoke in Prague, which led to numerous women throwing their underwear at him. Um, I bet even Tom Jones himself couldn't pull that off. It's the most, it's the least arousing song possible. Yeah. Love the show. Thanks, Nathan. Um, I love the variety of those lies. I mean, yeah, it just sounds like he's got a lie for all seasons, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, if you want to have a radio turned off in my presence, just play the dr- Drugs Don't Work by The Verve. I think it is the most dreary, drab, piece of shit song uh, it, on, on, on the planet. I hate you know, it so much. And, and, and the idea that caddies. women would throw their pants at someone d- doing that in karaoke in, in Prague, I, it, it, seems, it seems like one of his bigger lies for me. Yeah, and I, I can, you can tell with that kind of case from Nathan's example there. It's mm. pathological, right? Because, like, if you were going to do it and think about it properly and actually try and get some social kind of currency or kudos out of it, you'd probably think about sticking to one impressive lie. Yeah, just and, that and one. keeping them on a theme. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So if it, even if it was a military theme, fine. Talk about the military thing. Mm. You know. So you got a purple I, heart I, like that man in the staircase. I've yeah, I've seen videos on TikTok though. I saw a video on TikTok a while back of a guy wearing a load of military medals at an event, mm. and another guy who was in the military, yeah, saying that doesn't look right, going up there quizzing him about it, yeah, and he just he just basically bought them off eBay and put them as wearing them, <laughs> and 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 and, the, and he made the guy flip the medal around because I didn't know this. I don't actually know where it was. It could have been the US, could have been the UK, but on the back of those particular medals, it's got the surname of the person that won it. Oh. And they're just all different surnames. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what brings someone to do that, man? Get them, to, get them redone. Just carve yeah. it, you know. Carve your... and, and then at the end of the video, he was singing um, Drugs Don't Work. Don't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, funny, isn't it? stuff. All right. Yeah. Lovely. Um, all right. Let's um, let's wrap up. Um, thanks for that email, Nathan. Thanks to everyone else who sent them in. We'll get to a few more on Thursday, as well Nathan, as your batteries you... as well. 
Yeah, um, lovely stuff. Which we're looking forward to. Thank you very much for listening. Um, at Luke and Pete Show on social media. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the email address. Leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your pods because it helps us out a great deal. Indeed. Uh, and, yeah, we really appreciate it. Peter, that's it, isn't it? Should we, it should we get out of here? We'll just get out of here. See you later. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right? He used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>